Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet and we're doing that by delivering you fantastic tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My Business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to have uh, Sam Watson-Jones with me. He is the president and co-founder of the Small Robot Company, which builds robots for agriculture. Hello, Sam. How are you? Hi, Rebecca. I am very well, thank you. Good to be here. Good, good. So, robots for agriculture. Tell us more. (laughs) Okay, so I... um... I come from a long line of farmers. Um, I am uh, the fourth generation on our on our current site um, in in Shropshire. Um, so it's been in my family for for eighty years. Um, but but if you go back, my grandfather was a was a uh, was a was a family historian, um, and we we've always been farmers, um, uh, going going as far back as we could trace it. And I um, was uh, involved in the family business. Well, I was I was. Um, back at home running the family business um, and had been doing that for for five or six years and gradually started to to look at uh, I didn't really see a future in what we were doing the way we were operating the farm Mm -hmm. and so uh, gradually started to look at ways that technology could change the way we made decisions and change the way that we took action on the farm and uh, and through various lucky meetings and, uh, and introductions um, was introduced to uh, to a guy called Ben Scott Robinson, who um, very quickly became my co-founder. Um, and what we what we decided to do was to to take a concept that that already existed um, of well, what if it wasn't big heavy tractors that were damaging the soil and doing things inaccurately what if we built small lightweight machines instead and actually took farming to the point that we could uh, that we could treat each plant individually what would that look like what would the what would the business look like around that what would the technology look like around that we started talking about that idea at the beginning of 2017 okay um, and th- and then we formed the company in the middle of 2017 and uh, it was it was just us two to start with, and now we're nearly nearly fifty people. Wow. Um, we've we've raised um, we've raised about seven million uh, in in funding so far. Um, we've got prototype robots out and working in in Hampshire where we're where we're based, 
and uh, and it's a really you know, really exciting a really exciting thing to be doing and a really exciting time to be uh, to be part of this this huge change that's happening in the in the farming industry. I, I love it when I when I was on your website yesterday uh, I was I knew nothing about anything that you were doing so it was it was a bit of an adventure exploring what what you're up to and it's absolutely fascinating. Can you tell everybody who Tom Dick and Wilma are? <laughs> yeah so it's uh it's the the three robots are, are Tom Dick and Harry to complete to complete the set so and then Wilma is the boss Wilma is the boss she's the, she's the brains of the operation so the, right. the way the way it works is Tom is a Tom is a data gathering robot um, so he goes out into a field scans the field and we're talking about um, fields of wheat here wheat barley um, things like that broadacre broadacre cereal crops he goes out into a field and he identifies every single plant in the field so it is literally billions of data points um, that he is that he's identifying and the way the identification is done that's actually done in Wilma so Wilma is the software that um, that, that gathers the data from the Tom scanning robot and then she presents that to the farmer and provides insights and advice on on what the robot is seeing out in the field and then Dick and Harry take action on that data. So Dick is a crop care robot. Um, initially, he is a non-chemical weeding robot. So Tom goes out into a field, identifies a weed, and Wilma, um, Wilma supports that identification with artificial intelligence. So saying, um, saying, okay, this weed is highly competitive with the target crop and needs to be eradicated. But maybe this, this weed that's next to it doesn't need to be eradicated it's um maybe up to a certain population per meter squared it is uh it is beneficial in some way it's providing food for invertebrates or it is attracting a particular type of pollinator so we can choose to leave those in place and then dick is a is a per plant non-chemical weeding robot so he will go out he will um, identify the weed or recognize the weed that wilma has identified and then he'll physically touch that weed with an electrically charged arm and send electricity through the weed, which kills it without using without using chemicals. But but the, the, the game changing capability really for for farming is that we're doing it. Well, firstly, we're doing it without chemicals, yeah. which is significant. Huge. But secondly, we're we're building more biodiversity into the fields by not um, taking the blanket approach that chemicals that chemicals take, which is we're going to kill everything. Um, yeah. We're going to kill. We're going to kill all of these weeds. We we assume at the moment in our mindset in farming that weeds are bad and we have to control all of them. And control means kill. Now we're doing it in a more intelligent way. And then and then Harry is a is a planting robot. So placing individual seeds in the ground, varying the seed spacing and seed depth again based on artificial intelligence about what is going to create optimum performance for that for that individual seed um, and so where the thinking for Harry comes from is that is that actually uh, if you go to research institutes and um, and science driven organizations that are that are um, developing chemicals and developing seeds for, for agriculture the performance that they get on those trial plots is sort of three to four times what is achieved in a commercial in a commercial environment? Okay. So the um, so the genetics, the biology of the seed, 
supports much greater productivity in farming. Um, but you, but um, but but actually, that performance doesn't happen in the in the real world in the commercial environment. And so our suggestion is that that is that's because of the farming system. It's because the soil isn't healthy enough. It's because the machinery that we're using isn't accurate enough. And so Harry has been developed to scale the highly accurate per plant optimal decisions that those scientists are making and, and to scale that out over, over, over farmland more broadly, um, uh, rather than at the moment, you know, we have a load of science and money and innovation spent at one end of the spectrum and then it goes into the, into the sort of commercial farming environment and optimum performance isn't achieved. So that's, so that's, the, that's the robots and that's, and that's what they're doing. That's absolutely fascinating. Um, so how, how have farmers sort of embraced this? What kind of reaction have you had? Really, really positive. Good. So the, the thing that, so back in 2017, the thing that came back to, when I spoke to non-farmers, the thing that came back again and again was, well, farmers aren't going to adopt this. Um, you know, farmers, farmers aren't going to adopt this new technology. They're not ready for it. Very conservative industry stuck in their own, stuck in their old ways sort of thing. And, and so when I, I spent the first six months before we formed the company, just talking to farmers, didn't spend any money on, didn't, you know, build any robots, didn't develop a, a, a beautifully detailed business plan, mm. went out with a very rough idea of what I what we sort of wanted to develop and spoke to the people who I eventually wanted to pay me um, for, 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 for what we were developing. And um, and some some people said, yeah, this is this is nonsense. Um, or you haven't thought about this in the right way. Um, but all of those bits of feedback um, were useful and helped and helped to to form to form the idea more completely. And everyone said, even the most skeptical person said, well, if this worked, it would be brilliant. And yeah. so and so the reason that they were saying that they didn't believe it was was simply that they, that they didn't believe it. Um, it wasn't that they didn't think it would be good. They just didn't think it would be possible. Okay. Um, and and what and so what I then had to do was then go and speak to the, the people with the technical know how to work out what was possible. And, uh, and, and, and it's, you know, it's turned out that everything we were talking about is possible. Um, uh, there's nothing, you know, we're not breaking any laws of physics here. It's a case of investment and speed and, uh, and, and, uh, and getting the sort of the unit economics into the right place. And all of those things are difficult, but nothing is, nothing is impossible. Mm -hmm. But, but in terms of how it's been received, um, you know, farmers, we've, we've got, hundreds of farmers who are who are following us on our um on our uh, website and subscribe to our subscribe to our uh, our newsletters we've got uh, sort of a quarter of a million um uh, acres of uk farmland that has signed uh, an expression of interest wow. um and um and we've we've had hundreds of farmers who have uh, either prepaid deposits or invested in in us um, through our through our crowdcube campaign um, so in summary very very positively the industry is ready for this sort of technology and uh, I'm actually really excited um, to, uh, to to start using it. it it's absolutely game changing isn't it I think so I mean I think I think it is I think it's um, 
you know, again, it's, you know, if this works and mm. when it works, when it works at scale, um, this genuinely really could change the world, actually, mm. because if you, you think about things like farming's contribution to climate change mm. and towards um, environmental pollution um, and and actually farming has a lot to answer for mm. in its current form in, in those in those areas. Uh, and uh, and it is, um, but but those things can be changed with with new technologies that enable, for example, more carbon to be cycled through the through the soil through through healthier soils, um, and less less disruption to the to the soil surface, um, which is what lightweight robots will enable. That could that could have a huge impact on the world, and if you think about um, food production, you know we have the the. The, the sort of the core and slightly stark uh, fundamentals of the farming world at the moment is that, or the world the world in general is that world populations are increasing, yeah. as we know, year on year, and, but the amount of available farmland is not increasing. In fact, it's shrinking slightly year on year as urban centres grow and more and more farmland is, um, is, is given over to development. And the yields that we're getting from that farmland are, um, are not increasing, and they haven't increased for for some thirty years for most of the of the of the big crops. Okay. So we have you know we have an equation that doesn't add up there, and we need new innovations to come in that change that change that possibility that create more value um, per per acre, yeah. that that generate more food that produce more food per per acre, and enable this um, this growing global population to be fed with healthy nutritious food but in a way that isn't killing the planet and is actually regenerating the planet um, and so that's that's what the technology is being designed to do and it is um yeah it's 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 potentially game-changing and world-changing and, and, and we we won't be the only ones working on this um but it's uh, it's it's an exciting time to think how this you know, it's, the, it's the fourth agricultural revolution, really, that we're moving into, um, which is which is going to be uh, really exciting to, to see it happen. It, it is really exciting. I feel quite privileged to to now know about it and and, and meet you. Um, so the, the the farmer will end up letting go of their tractor. Do you think eventually will the tractor disappear? Um, I think that. The tractor will will disappear from field work. Okay. Um, so there are, there are still going to be uses for for tractors. You know they are multi-purpose vehicles and they are um, they're very good for certain for certain tasks. Yeah. But they're not they're not the best thing for for working on the soil. You need mm -hmm. something that is kinder, lighter, more accurate to do the work on the soil. You know, and tractors were really there to automate the horse, you know, and that was the third agricultural revolution, um, you know, as we moved from horses to, to tractors. And they're, they're excellent at doing that. Yeah. And then, but now um, as data science has, has progressed and artificial intelligence has progressed, there are more accurate ways of doing things, more intelligent ways of doing things. And tractors, tractors are effectively a blocker to that, you know, and, and but I think it will be a gradual transition, you know, we're, we're, we're selling this under something that we call farming as a service. So this okay. is, we're, we're leasing these robots out on a per hectare basis. 
um, the farmers won't won't buy the robots from us. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe in, maybe in the very long term, but certainly in the transition period. And I think that it'll be it'll be a five or a six year transition to to using robots. So they'll use it on. 10 or 20% of their of their land area to start with and they'll gradually build it up. Okay. But but the the thing, the the stark, the stark truth is that um, for most farms um, in the world, the core activity of producing food from, from the soil is is loss making. And so what we what we say to farmers is, you know, this is you when you decide to use a small robot company or or not. It's a it's a six hundred thousand pound decision okay. um, because they um, if they don't do anything um, if we don't change anything over over the next six years the average farm in the UK is going to lose about three hundred and fifty thousand pounds over over the, over that six year period um, with with the cumulative losses okay. but then over but 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 if they if they shift to um, to using robots and doing things in a much more accurate way actually they they can make two hundred and fifty thousand pounds so that's why it is a it's a six hundred it's a six hundred thousand pound decision over over that six year period and it's not that you go right we're all in on robots on day one. You transition gradually because there's a lot of investment in in existing stuff, and this is new technology, and it's it's a it's a it's a decision. It's a big decision for these often for these family businesses, and they will transition slowly. But the key the key thing that farmers most farmers to their credit realize this is that they're losing money, and they're going to they're going to continue losing money because um, because a tractor will be more expensive in five years time. Yeah. The fuel will be more expensive in five years' time. The person driving the tractor will be more expensive in five years' time, and so you have to shift to new technology that has that will be digital technology and has the potential to be both more powerful and cheaper. In the same way as the computers that we're talking to each other on are more powerful and cheaper than they were five years ago, yeah. so the same so the same trend will happen with uh, with farm equipment. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, your your background was not in robotics, I don't think. No, I, I did uh, English literature, usefully, at, uh, at, at university. Uh, and then, um, uh, so I know, I know, I know more about Dickens than I do about than I do about robots. Um, the uh, although that's changed a little bit over the last couple of years, <laughs> has, yeah. but um, but but then I um, I haven't had any time for reading Dickens uh, for one thing. Um, the but but then I um, I had sort of a broad business background um, uh, after university. I went and worked in London for a few years. Mm-hmm. I did teach first initially, and then and then worked at Accenture um, in management consultancy, and then went back to went back to the farm and uh, and sort of yeah. It, I suppose I, I always knew that I was eventually going to go back to the farm and I sort of immersed myself in um, in learning in learning about the farm. But I think one of the things that stuck with me from Accenture was was an excitement about um, technology and an mm-hmm. excitement about where technology could could take us because we were involved in quite a lot of different projects at, at, that, at that company. And so I think I took that back to the farm and then started to think, well, Actually, if you look at how other industries are changing all the time, mm. the way the way the, the the farm is is behind, and and the way we 
take a decision. This is probably still true today. But, you know, the way we take a decision in 2021 on a farm would be absolutely recognised by my great grandfather in the 1940s. You know, it is still largely gut instinct and experience, and it's not really data driven. It's not really it's not really precise, and um, and so so that was that was one of the first things that really jarred, I suppose, as I as I came back into the business. And, and, and again, I think, and I think it's been true for small robot companies as well, you know, having a slight, a little bit of an outsider's perspective mm. has been really, really useful um, because things, things are just obvious to you when you come in with those, with those, with those fresh eyes. And, and that I think was one of the first things that I thought, well, this is, this is crazy. Look at how the world has advanced. Look at what is possible in other industries. And yet the farm is still, you know, largely recognizable. The, to, to what it was to what it was 80 years ago the way we operate yeah the machines the machines are bigger yeah but the way we take a decision the way we the way we take action on that decision it's pretty much the same and so that and that so that was one of the things we looked to try and change yeah I, you've made several points there one i did english literature at university as well um so <laughs> I, I read a lot of jane austen um, oh, I, yeah, 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 me too. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's crucial, <laughs> crucial knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> and, and my business is building an app. So a bit like you, mm. I have zero experience of technology, software, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I didn't work at Accenture, but what I did do is I worked with a logistics company for a year, and the guy who ran it was obsessed with technology. And, and actually, when I was mm. there, I realised that he had a technology company that happened to be in logistics. Um, mm. And that, for me, was the eye-opener and the realisation. And his mantra was, technology is the way forward. You have to be into technology otherwise you're just not going to survive um yeah exactly um and and yeah. it's fascinating that you've seen that in farming because you know tractors have come a long way they're now air conditioned and and you know they're very comfortable and they've got little satellite things and, and all the rest of it yeah they've been pimped but that you're right they haven't fundamentally changed in any way no. um i mean so so trace Trace tractors against the mobile phone, for yeah. example. Right. I mean, look at look at how we used a mobile phone in say the mid nineteen nineties. Yeah. Versus how we versus how we use the mobile phone today. You know, the phone in the nineteen nineties was basically there to automate calls, um, and and it was a way of doing it without you know without being fixed to a to a to a to a landline, and and now they are mobile computers and they're everywhere in our lives and they are. Um, you know, you can run a business just off your mobile phone, and uh, it's it's incredible the the range of capabilities that they have. And farmer and and tractors over that time period have gone from you know now you don't need to use the steering wheel on a tractor. You know. yeah. in, in comparison, in comparison, the innovation is very very small, mm -hmm. and the impact that that it has had. Um, you know, we we produce as I said. You know the, the core fundamentals are we produce the same amount of food from that from that acre of land today as we did as to what we did in the mid 1990s mm. so the core the core sort of purpose of a farm which is to produce food um hasn't been transformed over that time period even though 
yes, new technical innovations have come in. They they have not been transformative in, uh, innovations. They have been incremental. Um, you know, it's been it's slightly more efficient to run a tractor now than it than it was. Um, they're slightly more accurate than they than they used to be. But we, I think the you know a lot of this is to do with mindset, mm. and and the innovations that have happened in farming have this is a little bit of a cliche, but the innovations have aimed at ten percent. You know, and they haven't aimed at ten at ten times. They have they they've gone. We're going to do something that's going to improve this tractor by ten percent, and maybe they get there, maybe they get two or three percent. But those those are the innovations that have come into into farming. And what would it look like if you said, "We're going to make this tractor ten times better. We're going to make this 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 acre ten times more productive." What you immediately do is you go, "Well, we can't use a tractor." Because it's just it's just it's just not achievable. So we'll so we'll so we'll we'll scrap that. We'll 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 think of something new that's going to come in in its place. But because of that mindset, um, that's when that's when real innovation and real breakthroughs happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that you're right. That it's applied across the board in all industries in all sectors. Um, and and it comes back to and I go on about this a lot with my clients. It is you you've got to think big. You've got to think so big, like you did when you went to speak to the farmers, you talked to them about a concept that you didn't even know was possible yet, but they understood it on the whole and got it and saw what, what you know, how it could change. And that's thinking really big, even though you're not quite sure how you're going to get there yet, there will mm. be a way. And there is usually a way with technology, interestingly, Um and uh, yeah, I, I encourage lots of businesses to, to think beyond what they think is possible because that's where you get the stretch. That's where you get the innovation um, and the real change, definitely. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I, I completely agree. Sorry, Karen. I was gonna say, Sam, what, what keeps you awake at night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids, mainly. Um, uh, the... In terms of what am I what am I worried about with the business? I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm not. I mean, the, there are there certainly have been sleepless nights where mm. I have thought, "God, tomorrow is going to be a real challenge in some way. Um, I'm going to have to, I don't know, stand up in front of someone and convince them, and I've got to convince them today that this is that this is the right thing to do." Those those things, I guess. Those things, those those sort of moments where you know that it is a it's a big moment for the company in some way, or you feel slightly out of your comfort zone. I guess those those are the challenging ones. But but I don't worry about it not working or or the company failing. Um, I mean, firstly, I have I'm far more confident at the start of 2021 that what we're going to that what we're doing is going to work than I was when I when we when we founded the company in 2017 so that's that, that's one side of it but it's also that you know from a personal perspective of course I really hope and believe that small robot company will work but from a personal perspective this has always been about you know me learning along along the way and not worrying that I don't have the answers that I don't know the perfect route to take just being um, being open to learning and I'm not 
I'm not trying to there's not like there's not a perfect way of doing this mm. I think and that, and that's the that has been I think a really important mindset it's just a a path that we're trying to plot and we don't know now whether it's the right path or not um yeah. but 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 we but we therefore just can't worry about it we just have to be open to the learning embrace the learning and enjoy it as well you know and I think that's the it's it's really really intense um you know growing from as I said from two people to, to nearly 50 people now my role has changed quite a lot um uh, it is a very busy role it's uh, it's it's full on but it's it's great it's 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 brilliant you know and and I think and I think the other thing has been a, a really important concept for me early on was uh, a concept from a it's from a, a company called strategic coach and it's by, from a guy called Dan Sullivan which is which is who not how mm. um, which is such a simple simple phrase but so important because at the start you know okay we're going to build robots how do you build robots I have no idea I know a little bit about Jane Austen and Charles Dickens I don't know anything about building robots yeah. um, and and but but some people do know they how do. to build robots and some people do and some people do know how to build the software that supports the robots and so it's about finding the not worrying about the hows but finding the right who's totally. who know how to do how to do the, the 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 right things and so i think that was a really important realization for both ben and i um right at the start was our job is to is to sell the vision of this and to build a great company, of course, but sell the vision to people who are going to to do to do this and, and, and make it and make it happen. And that's what we've done. We've now got, you know, we've got amazing engineers who who never would have thought that food and farming was going to be something they were going to be spending their, their careers on, but are who but who are massively excited about the vision um, and the mission of the business and um, and really, really glad to be sort of spending their spending their time making it making it a reality yeah who not how i i love it and for anybody starting out i think that's absolutely essential to remember um and and you as you go along in growing your business you realize that more and more is that you don't need to learn about all the jobs that happen in your business you're right you just find the people who know how to do that you're the conductor of the orchestra you are not in yeah. the orchestra pit learning to play each instrument that is a complete waste of time no i love it i love it so if your business had a personality sam this is my last question how would you describe its personality its character oh goodness i mean i think um I think hopefully kind mm. and and I would want to say in terms of how we were perceived I would want to say liberating um, so um, uh, something that enables uh, a, a sense of freedom in others and a sense of empowerment um, in others you know I think I that's really really what we're trying to achieve. I think that's fantastic I think that's fantastic. That works internally and externally to your employees and your team, as well as to the farmers, because I can imagine the technology is quite liberating for them. 
Yeah, certainly it's certainly intended to be. You know, farmers farmers at the moment are very constrained by by the current system. They're very constrained by the machinery that they use and the limitations that it has, and the demands of the job. And actually, um, automation and an increase in accuracy should create a huge amount of freedom for farmers to to focus on higher value things, to focus on growing their business rather than um, rather than just maintaining and continuing to operate their business um, and uh, so yeah empowerment liberation you know those are certainly things that we're trying to achieve for, for farmers fantastic i absolutely love it thank you so much for your time today sam i really appreciate it i know how incredibly busy you are thank you thanks for the opportunity really enjoyed it thank you Thank you for listening to our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Fuel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business. And then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Fuel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. Enjoy.